There's always really good YouTube videos, Mom. You just wanted to be the first one to say that. I did. You are such a booger. And I'm the one with the technology, and I get to press the play button. Uh, hi, so, everybody. Hey. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Dan. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm... I'm... Carrie. Patrick. Grandpa. And welcome to the 2016 Academy Awards. We're coming up on the end, just like I said last time. We are. It's still happening. This uh, is the podcast called... If I Ran the Oscars, where we look at one movie from each year the Oscars were on TV, we look at what it won for, and then we pick three other categories at random and see how that movie would have done there. And we are finishing off in unintentional trilogy, because we pick the movies randomly, but we have picked... The computer picks them. The computer picked them. I didn't do anything. I made the random numbers do it. Uh, it's the... Third year in a row, we've watched a movie where the same guy won for cinematography. Third week in a row. Yeah. Meaning third year. Third, the, third year yeah. of the... The same guy the did the cinematography. This is yeah. our third week in a row. So, I was... It did not take long for this movie to blow me away visually. But, we should do our usual thing, which is... Are there some fun facts about the Academy Awards? Why, yes, there are. Yes. Spotlight got Best Picture. And is the first film since 1952 to win Best Picture and only one other award. I don't even remember what Spotlight was about. Neither do I. So I guess that means something. I was alive then. Inyaritu, Alejandro Inyaritu, is the third person to get consecutive Best Directors. Mm-hmm. And we watched him last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... Sylvester Stallone is the sixth person to be nominated for playing the same role in two different films because he's been Rocky a lot of times. He was Rocky a lot of times. Yes. And at the time, oldest competitive winner in Oscar history, Ennio Morricone, age 87. Wow. Man after my own heart. Yep. But we are not talking about any of those except for Alejandro Iñárritu. We are talking about him. Because we watched The Revenant, a movie I had not seen, which... I is, hadn't either. I mean, it's I don't not... think su- any of us had. It's not surprising yeah. that you haven't, because it's a movie where there's a bear fight. And there's too much blood and gore and, and surprising mm, killing things. Yeah. I, I had had desire to see it, but it never it had never come up in an obvious place where yeah. I had access. I never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why this one was making the rounds among the people among people that don't necessarily want to see this movie is this is the one where Leonardo DiCaprio got an Oscar. Mm-hmm. He had been nominated for an acting Oscar five times before and had not won. Mm. This is his first one, which is for the amount of movies he's been in that are good. We've mm-hmm. seen him in movies. We've seen him in a lot yeah. of movies. He's good. And yet he hadn't picked it up. And kind of the joke was, so this is what it takes to get an Oscar. Oh, you got to be mauled by a bear and be mauled frostbite. By a bear. And... Yeah. Uh-huh. But obviously he probably could have gotten it or something. I think he got, I think he got an award because he had to live in the crazy cold, yeah. going in the water and the snow business. Yeah. <laughs> but that does mean we don't necessarily have to talk about him too much. We can skip to other people in this movie. Like Tom Hardy, CBE. I don't know him. I forgot that he was CBE. His film debut was Black Hawk Down. And when mm. your film debut is Ridley Scott, you've got a good start. Mm-hmm. I'm making a face. You are. Hmm. He was in... Do you know which Star Trek movie he was in, Dad? 
I should know that, but I have not looked no, that you don't. fact up. It's, no, you don't. It's not one of the good ones. It's Star Trek Nemesis. Well, it's one I'm of the sure next I've, generation movies. I'm sure I've viewed oh. it. Yeah. Not me. He was also in Mad Max Fury Road. Didn't watch that. This year. The, the same year that mm-hmm. The Revenant came out. Which won for some things. It, it, it did. It won for things we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. He was in Inception in 2010. I try not to watch that. He was in The Dark Knight Rises in 2012. I try not to watch that. He's the bad guy. Yes. And he was in Dunkirk in 2017. I had watched that. I had forgotten he was in Dunkirk. He was then also in the two Venom movies that they've made, which means he's both DC and Marvel. I don't watch those. Oh (laughs) my. I mean, what more can you ask to be a superhero in so many ways? But he hasn't been in Harry Potter. No, he has not. Though we are going to talk about Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) You can't escape it. Uh, I had I've forgotten that he was in Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh no, he's he's a good actor, mm-hmm. and the roles that he gets put in as kind of this grumpy badass kind of don't do him justice. I think, though he is a grumpy badass in a lot of these. He movies. does it well. <laughs> yeah. Next guy is going to be Donald Gleason. D O M H N A L L. Donald. Okay. Mm. This is the captain in this movie, the red-haired guy. Okay. Yeah. He is, if I'm double-checking my chronology of Family Tree correctly, the oldest of the Weasley siblings in Harry Potter. The Weaslings, there are seven Weasleys, and Ron Weasley is the one that's in sort of the main character group. Yeah, he's the Harry Potter friend, and he's the second youngest. Ginny is the youngest, and then Harry marries her later. Spoilers. Wow. I have had, okay, I, had I don't not, need to watch but any he of that. Is, I hadn't picked up on that. that, that he was the is same guy. the oldest sibling. Mm-hmm. The You don't see much of him in the movies. The ones you see mostly in the movies are you see a lot of Ron. Near the In the later movies, you see Ginny. And then you see his twin brothers that are, kind of, that are older. <laughs> but they are the ones that are just kings of mischief. And amazing. And they're... They the actors are not twins, but which they, is shocking. Because, they made them to look like twins. No, they just look the same. <laughs> oh dear, that's ridiculous. He was also in a Star Wars. Oh, or I was two, get or to three, that. or four, or five. He's General <laughs> Hux in the new Star Wars movies. He's mm-hmm. second in command to the new Darth Vader, basically. Oh dear. And then he does things in that movie that would be spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen them. But less spoilers, he's A.A. Milne in Goodbye, Christopher Robin. Mm. And he was also in a live-action adaptation of Peter Rabbit, which I have never heard of. Hmm. Oh, he's the normal guy in Ex Machina. The normal guy. I don't even know what that means. That that movie's got like four people in it. And one of them is normal? Because there's an eccentric scientist guy, Mm -hmm. there's a normal guy, and then there's robots. Huh. And he's the normal guy who's basically during, doing a Turing test on artificial intelligence people to see if he can tell if they're real or not. And by the end of the movie, uh, many spoilers. I'm not going to talk about it. That movie goes hard and everyone should watch it. It's really good. Hmm. You've seen I know. I'm fairly certain you've seen I it. I think I have, yeah. You're fairly certain I have not seen oh, it. Oh, I'm pretty sure you haven't because yeah. it's going to be a little <laughs> out of there. Uh, let's see, I've only pulled up a couple other names here. Uh, Will Poulter, who Mom recognized as being in uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader. 
Mm-hmm. He's in Narnia. Mm-hmm. He's in Narnia. He's been, he was in the very popular movies based on very popular books of the Maze Runner, which mm-hmm. we haven't seen, obviously. Is that because we're too old? Yeah, those are those are young adult fiction books. Uh, he was he's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy three. Oh, as Adam Warlock. Oh dear. Who is. Not a warlock, if I remember incorrectly. Oh, I think dear. that's just his unfortunate name. But he's done a few things. He's got a very distinctive face, mm-hmm. I think. And the last one, and this is why I told you to look out for a guy by the name of Billy Brother Trapper. And I don't think we ever found him. But he's played by a guy by the name of Tom Geary. G-U-I-R-Y. And I'm certain that we've seen him before. Because he he's played a character by the name of Scott Smalls in Sandlot. No. No kidding. He's the main character of Sandlot. Oh, funny. That's from a long time ago. He was also in Black Hawk Down. So, so a little side thing about him being Smalls. There's a film called Killing, Killing Smalls. Yeah. In post-production. Ooh, interesting. Wonder what that's going to be. <laughs> so, now that we've gotten... There's not a lot of cast in this one. It really focuses on central characters and does it well. Development on this movie. Would you like to guess when the development of this movie started? You mean after they bought the rights of the book? The book came out in 2002. There's your hint. Yeah. When do you think the movie started? 2003? 2001. (laughs) They purchased the rights to the book before it was done. Before it was published. Correct. How did they know? I mean, they got sneak peeks. They Somebody tipped them yeah. off. Hey, yeah. you want to buy yeah. my book? Originally, the uh, director of choice was a South Korean guy by the name of Park Chan-wook, who has done some decent movies, including The Handmaiden hmm. in 2016, and Samuel L. Jackson was the lead. However, he left the project. Then in 2010... They grabbed some more guys, and Christian Bale was going to be the lead. And then they left the project. Hmm. And in 2011, Inyari 2 signed on. But before he finished, he made Birdman. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Which then when he was week. done with Birdman, and he wrapped on that one, he's like, sweet, now we're going to go do this movie. Their budget was $60 million, and it ended up being a lot more. Just because they needed a lot of medics. Well... It's not just that. It just took so long to get the thing going. Shooting in such remote, faraway locations that by the time we arrive and have to return, we've already spent 40% of the day. I was going to say. Yeah. So they started filming in October of 2014, and they finished August 2015. Wow. Which is ridiculous. Almost a year. A lot of movies nowadays film in two months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But boy, with all the the Mm -hmm. outdoor work... Yeah. Can you imagine the number of different kinds of conditions they had to create? Where was this? It didn't doesn't give me specific too many specifics. The, it's right on the film. There is reference so, to Alberta, Canada in yep, the film. There's a lot of filming in Canada. The waterfall scenes are in Libby, Montana, and the fi- the final scenes they had waited till it was too warm, and so they went to near Rio Olivia at the tip of Argentina. Where it was still snowing, which is a little weird for our, for what people think of Argentina, but there you go. But at that time of year, yeah. Southern Hemisphere, you know. Uh, lots of people quit or were fired while working on this movie. 
because it was hell to make. And the quote from the director, as a director, if I identify a violin that is out of tune, I have to take that from the orchestra. <laughs> so if you're not doing your job, yeah, he, you're done. you get fired. The movie was accompanied by a 44-minute documentary highlighting the process of making the movie. Which, it's on YouTube. We, we could watch it. Oh. Wow. So we rolled cinematography first, and we, we don't need to say much about what's in the movie, but was it the first... It's with easily within the first five minutes where they have the scene where there's no cuts, hmm. and it's jumping from perspective to perspective. And at one point, the camera latches onto a shoulder like it's a shoulder-mounted GoPro and then goes back to free camera after that. Yeah. And I don't know how they yeah. did it. A guy riding a horse, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. And he rides by and the camera f- goes with him. And then something happens and it goes over here. Yeah, it was really some interesting camera action. But coming right after Birdman, mm-hmm. then it doesn't surprise me. Right. It it doesn't surprise me that that guy did, and that's where you had looked up auteurism, mm-hmm. where you can watch this movie and go, man, those are some long camera takes. I bet the same guy made this movie. I bet this is Inyarito. Or the cinematographer. Right, yeah, right. Either way. But, but this well, was, was his vision. The, was the cinematographer also the, the same for Birdman? Was, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's, those gravity. guys, those uh-huh. guys kind of got together and said, hey, let's do this. Yeah. So. And they worked together on it. They were. It's still impressive when you can get long takes like that, especially with a movie like this. Birdman was a lot of good practice. It was indoors. And indoors. This is outdoors. There's special effect makeup going on. There's bear harnesses. And you're still trying to do it in one go. Where And there's snow that looked like real snow. It probably was. Most of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the fakest weather was probably the wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they turned on the fans yeah. for the for the wind. Probably, and in fact, they might not have. Yeah, <laughs> considering the location choices were really good, the camera choices for filming were good. There were multiple times where things would get on the camera lens just to show that it was real, mm-hmm. which is the best part of special effects when you can put something on the screen basically as a giant monument to how much work you did. I. Now, now I'm thinking of something from the Justice League remake because I, I, I <laughs> that's would, a crazy tangent. It, it is, but it's the tangent of look how much work we did mm-hmm. because it's a scene where anyone who's normally just a normal person watching and doesn't know what to look for is just going like, yeah, no, there's a guy he's walking, but he walks through a puddle and he's a CG character. And any if you stop to think about production, you think, how do you do that? Yeah. How did they make the water? How did they make the water look good? How did they do that? Yeah. He like stepped on a stick and the stick moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that doesn't look like a CG stick. Mm-hmm. And it's just the only thing of visual interest to look at at the time. So you have to see it. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely times in this movie where they just, no, we're putting it right in the middle. We did this. Good job us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot. Yeah, it was, it was tough to was find the visual effects. I mean, the bear was a visual effect yeah. thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But but very well done. Mm-hmm. And, well, yeah, any were, of the animal maiming right, things. But there were a lot were of parts, done by close-up things that mm-hmm. you did, you couldn't even tell were the effects or yeah. were they mm-hmm. makeup or what were they? You know. All right. So obviously we agree. It was a well cinematography film. was very very good cinematography. Very good. Deserve that award. Yeah. Our next bonus category is 
sound recording, which it was nominated for. It was nominated in both of the sound categories. Should have been. And it should have been. And mm-hmm. lost both of them to Mad Max. So, Good accomplishment. the first time it was used in a film was 2004. And by 2006, it was good enough that mm-hmm. no one could tell. And they were like, you did a good job with your Foley. Where did you find the foot sounds? And they went, the computer. Yeah, it was just on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and his third one is for uh, audio uh, delivery uh, across online services, which is cool, but not necessarily film mm-hmm. related. Yeah, he worked on this movie. All right. So we like the sound. I don't blame them for giving it to Mad Max because Mad Max had bonkers noises. Our next one is Best Supporting Actor. How do we feel about Tom Hardy? Well, he did his job well. I was saying that I didn't necessarily... ...around at times made oh, it yeah. difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to note, this was a good year for acting overall because there was DiCaprio winning in there. Brian Cranston and Michael Fassbender were both playing real people because the movie Trumbo came out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh. Then Eddie Redmayne... And that's Oscar bait right yeah. there. Eddie Redmayne was a character in a movie called The Danish Girl, which was loosely based on artists. Like, real, that was loosely oh, based on yeah, real life. Yeah. And then Matt Damon in The Martian. Yeah. And that's just the actors. Yeah. Those were leading actors, yeah. The people who didn't win supporting actor... Christian Bale, Mark Ruffalo, and Sylvester Stallone. Right. The winner is a guy who I didn't recognize, but should have. His name is Mark Rylance, and I'm going to mention him quick, because we're probably not going to see him again. He does mostly theater. He is, in fact, one of only eight actors to win two Tonys for Best Actor. Huh. His, uh, (laughs) let's see, uh, where's it? Oh, he got two Olivier Awards. One in 1994 and one in 2010. Wow. <laughs> well, but he's a working guy. Yeah. He has three Tonys. Uh, two for Boeing, Boeing, and uh, Jerusalem, and one for Twelfth Night. <laughs> so he he a good actor, and I guess I should... I wish I had heard more about him. Cause what was his name again? His name is Mark Rylance. And we... Wait, hold on. I recognize him. Yeah, no, he's done. Yeah, I've seen him in some things. Yeah, he's been in things, but, and this podcast is not about him today. Right, right, right. I think when... Interesting. I think when he decides to show up, I think it's okay for him to get an award. Yeah. And Tom Hardy did a good job. I believed his character. Yeah. And I think we're, I'm stalling for time here because our third bonus category was best actress, and I'll be dipped if... A female character had more than two lines in this movie. Yeah, they were. Mm. There was some background. There was ball chopping, stuff, but oh. there was very little, very little female um, interaction yeah. on the screen. This does appear to be just based on name recognition. This year was for the boys, not the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So well, this film certainly was. This well, I mean, yeah, it's strong frontier mm-hmm. violence. I am curious about Spotlight, because I have not watched that, and that got nominated for a lot of things. Uh, Spotlight is... So I might have to watch that one. Investigation into cases of widespread and systemic child sex abuse in the Boston area by numerous Roman Catholic priests. I'm not watching that. (laughs) Wow. It's it's based on the real-life story of the Boston Globe. 
winning the oh, Pulitzer Prize. Wait a minute. Yeah, who won the Mark Ruffalo? Was Ruffalo. That the one? Yeah, Ruffalo yeah, was yeah, in that yeah, one. yeah. Now, now I'm familiar. And he did with not that. win for that role. He was yeah, nominated, but he was nominated. Yeah, yeah. That one was kind of a big deal when that one came out. Well, isn't that the one that got Best Picture? It did get Best Picture. Yeah, yeah. I I do recognize it now. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about and it, and Best Original Screenplay, that was its other award. Yeah. So I think it was good that we watched this one. Yeah. Uh, fun fact that's not that fun. Interesting. Film. Best animated short film is a movie called Bear Story. What? I don't think it's the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably had a different outcome. Probably. Uh, anyone else got an idea? Well, just a little, uh, a, a little uh, um, Academy Award fact for mm-hmm. the because The Revenant got nominated for makeup and hairstyling, which we did not draw. Yeah. Another nominee, the 100-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. What does that mean? It's the name of a film. That sounds oh. like it's plot right there. <laughs> what? What in the world kind of film is that? It must be about a 100-year-old man. Well, I mean, they've given it all away in the title, I think. I just thought yeah. it just kind of struck me as being Not funny. Too much of a yeah. trick, actually. Anybody could do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, then we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye. 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 Bye.